2: Hello and welcome to the show tonight. We hope you guys are having a wonderful time and a nice evening or day or morning, I guess. depends on where you're at. Uh, me and Jamie today are talking compound bows, uh, and we are talking BX32 from New Breed Archery, a bow that we just finished completion on Test Lab, which was a great shooting bow. Really cool design and a really quiet, another thing I noticed about it, but again, Uh, The passion and hard work that goes into these bows is um, is second to none, and, you know, I think it's important to talk about that and also talk with the company about, you know, how they do it, what they're up to, and and how these designs come about. So, Kyle Nell, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you?
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me and uh, doing really well. How about you guys?
2: Great. Doing well. And this uh, Kyle's our surprise guest because you guys might not have thought that we we're going to have someone from New Breed on, but we got the owner himself on, which is really <laughs> exciting. Uh, so, Kyle, the uh, BX32, let's talk about that just a little bit. Tell us about the bow, the concepts behind it, and kind of how you got to it.
1: Sure. It's a 32 inch axle axle, it's got a seven and a quarter inch price height. IBO is 330 to 335. Really, the shorter draw lengths, it gets a little bit better speed because the brace height drops down to about six and seven eighths. So that's why I say 330, 335. Um, The way the bow came about, it's, uh, you know, right now I I listen to the consumer a pretty good bit. And so um, the consumer was saying, Hey, I love your blade. You know, we had a blade. I think y'all did a review on that. Yeah, yeah. It's been a few years back now. And uh, I retired the bow last year and i just had a lot of people that said man i really wish you would bring back that blade it was a great bow but you know i wish it was a little shorter that bow ran a 34 to half inch ax to axle and uh for some of the guys that like to hunt off the ground or blind hunt or tree stand hunt you know they just felt like it was a little long for them but they liked the look of the blade Mm -hmm. and so uh i went i had already been at the drawing board when i heard people talking about that and so the bx32 i had a another boat called the uh, gx2 and i sort of took the blade and the gx2 and said all right let me take the best quality of what the consumer said about the gx2 and uh let me see what happens with the blade and sort of took all the good qualities and married them together and of course kept my new Brick grip that grip has been famous since we started and uh it just grew from there and we're we're really excited i some of the things you guys touched on, I did get a chance to watch a review and uh, some of the things you touched on really made me feel good because, you know, we, we really didn't talk about that, but I just sent it to you and you shot it.
2: Yeah. And oh, then yeah, we started sure. talking
1: about, it. and um, some of the key features of the blade that really stand out in the, the BX32 and sort of made it its own is uh, if you notice some of the machine work, it looks really nice. It has a, a, a good gusset riser, but now I have a new split gusset. So it's got a wider, uh, Gus into it. For some of you out there, that's the bridge that sort of goes between the uh, limb pocket and the riser, so it makes it stiffer. Yeah. I widen that out and split it to save my weight, but still keep its rigidity. The other part, if you look at that bow, it's got a couple little points inside the riser, and, and what those are designed to do, they are actually work very similar to a reverse tuning fork, so they are really a built-in dampener. I machined it in instead of actually having to have something that uh was put into the bow that would have to be replaced or fall out or get hard when it got cold or something like that so uh some of the things you touched on uh you actually noticed about the bow and and i was really appreciative of that because that lets me know you guys know what you're doing as far as testing but it also let me know that as a designer i actually hit all the marks that you guys would be looking for so really exciting stuff and so that's where the bow came from in, in a nutshell
2: yeah, well, let's take a we'll take a step back since you brought up the blade. Um, I just looked at that video while you're talking because I, I wanted to make sure I resaw it again because it's been a little while. But um, yeah, it's definitely close in design. I, yeah. def- I noticed that right off the bat. I noticed thirty six thousand views, so it absolutely <laughs> what did really well for you. It mm-hmm. looks to me um, that a lot of people are interested in that bow, and I, I don't doubt that this one will do the same over oh, yeah. time. Here, as people start to check it out, and want to see it. Um, this bow, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't remember the blade 100 percent compared to this bow, but I do remember having an amazing back wall yeah. and a really good shooting bow, and that's what I took into the thought process of this bow. Um, mm-hmm. So that was exciting to me that you're able to hold to that, um, and also the design of the riser. I, I guess how really does this cool. <laughs> how does this happen? You know, and I and I don't you know I don't know what it's like from your perspective, being a, the creator and, and you know being the one who has to design these things. Yep. But how does a bow company go about? choosing a a riser design but yet holding to the values across you know your brand, you know, over time. It seems hard to me like to be able to keep that same look or you know what I mean? Like how does that
1: work, I guess? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh one thing that we did um is when I first designed or started our designs, I started being told, hey, you need a little bit of a unique look, you know, you need something that sets you apart. And You know, it's not about looks because I'm so by trade, I'm an engineer and uh, I started the company. I I think we all know my history a little bit, but I started the company basically as a a side project uh, set off from my engineering job. And then I turned it into a company after the first six months. I realized I had something going. And so uh, anyway, with that said, it was going to be really difficult you know the first couple of bows i did the designs uh i'll just be honest with you you know i took a lot of concepts i shot a lot of bows out there and i've been entrenched in the archery world for a while so uh the several different bows i took some ideas that i liked from you know several different bows out there and said okay how can i incorporate this but make it my own and so that's some of the first designs and then it just grew from there i kept you know pushing the envelope and saying okay what have people not done that I can do. And uh, that's where the gusset came from. We were the first company to do the gusset riser. And then once that hit, I started saying, okay, well, what else could I do um, that hadn't really been done or, or you know, really pushed to the envelope? And that's really trying to machine the bow in such a way that you don't have to have the add-on pieces to make it uh, you know, vibration and, and quiet you know, adapter or some sort. If you notice, we don't have limb adapters in that bow either. And a lot of that comes from what we've done with the riser and how we've made it work. Uh, So that's really what happened there. And then when I came out with the blade, uh, I'll have to admit, like, the public really jumped on that bow. It was a wild look. Nobody was really doing the wilder stuff. And uh, I have to admit, uh, somebody wrote somewhere, or I saw it, and it stuck in my mind. And uh, it was one of those yes moments for me but somebody wrote somewhere and says, man, if Batman had a bow, it would be this one. I I, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. That right there, uh, basically said, okay, I gotta start focusing in this direction. And, um, so that's what took me where I did. And obviously there is a difference between the bows. It's not just, you know, Hey, I made a short blade and we're done. Uh, I actually over time, Uh, everything that I did to the blade, I said, okay, how can I improve on the blade? And that's where the split gusset came from. And then actually recessing that pocket to make those vibrations uh, actually tune in a little bit better. And so that's the reason that BX32 is so quiet and dead in the hand. And, uh, you know, it just, and I changed the limb pocket angles a little bit. So, you know, I I made some changes as far as that. I, I changed where the grip location is. But one thing that I've always tried to stick true to is from basically the top of the sight window to uh, just below the uh, bottom back stabilizer hole, if you will, but where you would mount your uh, rear stabilizer, that section there on on all our bows, no matter where it's located, I try to keep all that the same. And the reason I do that is if a guy wants to shoot the BX-32 for hunting, but then maybe he wants to get the ETX-35 or he wants to get the Cyborg-2, which is our target bow, or a GX-36, he can get one of those bows. And then if he shot target all summer and then decided, you know, Hey, I'm going to go hunting. He still got that same sight picture. So that was very important to me that the guy had the same, or the gal had the same sight picture to the point that, you know, it didn't feel uncomfortable to him, even though they're changing axle to axles and their stream angles are a little different. You're still getting that same feel. So it's real easy. I, I know for me personally uh, in the past, if I was shooting a, a target bow of another brand and then I would switch to my hunting bow of another brand, it just didn't feel right. You know, yeah. it like, it take me a little, I, I shouldn't say it didn't feel right. I, you know, I want to say anything felt bad, but what I'm trying to say is it took me a little while to get adjusted yeah, where it's different. I can really with our bows, we can just get adjusted almost instantly. And I hear a lot of people say that. And in fact, uh, I'm actually, I just left the uh, ASA tournament uh, getting ready to do this podcast with you guys. And that's one thing that I noticed. Uh, this is the last one, the classic for the year. And some of the guys already have their hunting rigs out, and they're going to shoot it this weekend because they said, "Hey, we're getting ready for hunting, and this bow shoots good enough. It sort of feels like my target bow, and I'm just going to go shoot it this nice. weekend." So <laughs> that's a compliment. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's a good compliment, and yeah. I like that. And
2: so, so uh, when you when you go to design a bow, um, mm-hmm. f- what is the hardest? thing that you that uh, for the bow is it the cam is it the limbs is it the rise like what what is like the hardest thing where you always have to like you know be like all right here's my design but this is now where i have to focus the rest of my attention because this is the hardest thing to get to work like to sync or to you know tune or or whatever
1: so that's a great question i will tell you the cam system by far is where i'll probably spend a good bit i'm not gonna say my most time because you know you got to make it all work together but the, the cam system, I've been perfecting that cam system since 2000, well, really 2007, I started working on the cam, but I didn't release it to the public until 2009, but I've been working progressively on that cam system um, throughout, uh, you know, I guess, new breeds history, and so the first cams I have were draw specific, and, you know, I was like, okay, these are good, but I wanted to take it to another level, and I, the module system really helped me with that, and then I only have one size cam back then uh, with the module. And then now I've grown into where I have three, you know, I have a small cam, a medium cam, and a large cam, and they all have modules with them. But here's the cool part about our system. I just didn't want to say, okay, well, here's a small cam. You got a of buy a bunch of small mods. Here's a medium cam. You got to buy a bunch of medium mods. Here's a large cam. You got to buy a bunch of large mods because that can get really confusing out there. And so what uh, what I did is, I really worked hard when I brought out the module system this this last time to design it to where the modules fit across the three cams. They're all the same module. So basically, the only thing that's going to change is if you have a number one on a small cam, it's going to be a certain draw length compared to a number one on a large cam. So uh, that's really a neat system that nobody else has done. Um, one thing that I did finally incorporate, and you guys touched on it this last go-around, is I did put – uh, cable stops along with the limb stops. I do recommend the bow is shot with limb stops, but that cable stops there for the guy that wants that little bit of back tension feel, or just to get that little bit of sponginess that maybe doesn't like that total rock solid wall. That's so to funny. Be able to pull through the shot.
2: That's funny. You said that. Cause it, <clears throat> that's what me and Chris were talking about a lot, even after the, the video. And, and he's like, dude, he's like the concept that they have both these is huge for yeah. me. Cause he's a target shooter. And his whole thing is like, he likes that sponge Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't like the rock solid lock and I do, I'm the opposite. I want yeah. the lock and I yeah. want to come in and I want to find my deer, yeah. but I'm a hunter. I'm not a target yeah. shooter. I'm not, you know, so uh, he, he was blown away that you guys did that. He thought that was a really genius move.
1: Well, awesome. And, and man, that's what we, so we listen we listen to the consumer. Um, at the end of the day, that's, that's probably where I spend my most time. Once I sort of get a design, is then I sort of need to look back and see what people said about our bows, and you know, and really hone in on what they asked for. I can't do it all. I yeah. mean, you know, I get guys that ask for four hundred feet a second bow, and you know, can four hundred <laughs> feet a second be achieved? It it can be, but
2: yeah, what cost some of the mater-
1: <laughs> yeah the materials and some other things that's going to happen. It you know, so I listen, and speed speed is is definitely. So going back to the cam system and saying that's so once I get the speeds or once I get the cam where I want it, then I gotta I gotta have a little bit of a balance. I've got a pretty well balance on smooth draw, but keep the speeds to where reasonable hunting uh, shafts can really, you know, put the kinetic energy out they need at the different weights that people shoot. Plus I also need to be able to make sure it keeps enough speed for the target shooters that they can shoot the little bit lower weight, but then stay up in those speed ranges that the guys like, you know, that 280 plus range, um, at their draw length. So with that said, this is what I actually, our entire bow system is built around the cam. So once I got the cam where I wanted it, then I really designed each bow accordingly. And I used to say that was a trade secret of ours. You know, I didn't really like to tell that, but you know, now I don't mind telling it, um, because we've grown enough that people know it's you know who new breed is but but basically that once i get the cam system the way i want it then i start working on and one thing that i'm real proud of you will not run out and see a bunch of people talking about well yeah man i got my new breed but you know i had to pull this out and go buy some extra shim kits and i had to you know do this to make it shoot right most most everybody will say when they get the new breed out of the box it shoots um the cool part is i do have some shims in the cam that if a guy wants to move it around, you know, twenty thousandths or so, because he shoots a certain way, maybe a certain grip angle, and he wants it to paper team perfect, I do have it there. But for the for the average target shooter and hunter, when they pull it out of the box, they're getting bullet holes within one or two shots. And man, I can't ask for any more than that, oh, you yeah. know, as a designer. And what happened is basically I built the cam system, then designed the riser around it, where. In years past, you know, it's been like, okay, look, we got we got this riser, we got this type of extrusion or this forging, and so we got a new cam system, but we just got to sort of adapt it to it, and you know, that's sort of like taking a uh, a car that you already got and trying to shove a brand new engine in it. You know, yeah, I, I say you need to build it from the engine out.
2: So. Now, um, I, I want to throw this out there because people might not know this, because obviously we're talking about the BX thirty two for the most part. We talked about the blade, but um, you know if you're uh, if you're out there, you're a hunter and you're looking at new breed. um, They also have a shorter bow. The tie is the Tyrant, right? Uh, Thirty inches axle axle, and you're still kicking in around 325 feet per second um, at a 30 inch bow at 3.85 pounds, which is super light. Yeah, (laughs) I was like seeing this. I'm like, wow. Now, does this have about like the same type of feel as the BX32?
1: It does. so I'll, I'll share there with that. The, the axle-to-axle is a little shorter. The brace height's just a little shorter. I, really and truly, that bow, I would say, is, uh, I'd use it, well, I use it all the time for different things, but it's sort of my lightweight backpacking type bow, yeah. and uh, that's what I wanted to design for. I wanted to be able to make a good enough shot, you know, if I if I got out west, but at the same time, I wanted to keep it light enough that it didn't feel like, you know, a lot, and of course, our bows don't feel bad anyway, but, you know, it was that bow, and then, I wanted to make something a little affordable. So I'll share with that where that comes in. A lot of guys are like, well, you know, why is this one, this price and this one, this, I'll I'll just say this, that riser design that's on the Tyrant was actually one of, it's just an improved version of my genetics, the original bow that we brought out. And so I already had the engineering costs, you know, figured in, we already had the fixtures made for machining. Ah, So it was just an easy, easy way to say, okay, let's take this riser and build around it. And, uh. It actually runs the same cam system that you'll find on other bows, and it does still have the titanium and stainless steel hardware, which is something that—that's another little thing that we do at New Breed. Um, you know, I'm a user, man. I'm, you know, I'm the monkey that sells the bananas too. You know? so, <laughs> so, um, and, and what I mean by that is, um, not only do I engineer the bow, but I go out and I hunt with it, and yeah. I target shoot when I can. I, I will admit my target shooting slacked off because I, I stay pretty busy. But, you know, I'm not slacking off on that hunting. I'm going to do that. Uh, <laughs> so the titanium and stainless steel, that comes from rust-resistant. I, I just, you know, yeah. weather-resistant. And then the, t- the titanium, to be honest with you, uh, people started putting those as upgrades a while back in the bows. And I thought, well, you know, why make it an upgrade? I, I want to make the best quality product I can right now anyway. So why don't I just go ahead and figure out a way to incorporate it in the price of my bow? And that's what I've done. And uh so even though it's an economical bow, you know, you hear some people say economical and it's a little bit uh less priced than what our bow is, but at the same time, our bow comes with a lot more upgrades. You know, uh titanium and stainless steel stuff will cost you a couple hundred bucks if you yeah, go out and upgrade it. Sure. And then it voids the warranty on some bows. So I thought, you know, incorporate it, and make it part of our warranty. So uh also titanium helps with the vibration. I will share that. So that is one reason that we run the titanium limb bolts is it definitely helps with that, which, once again, goes back to allowing me to eliminate uh, the dampers. You know, something yeah. else to fail while you're out in the field. True, true. Know? Now, what,
2: what – okay, so as far as the color charts go, what what are you guys offering in colors this year for campus? Man,
1: so I'm going to share with you something that we are just now launching. Um, our website's almost finished, so I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now. But uh, we are actually moving – direct to consumer uh that is our new business model uh about six months ago we've really been looking at a little longer than that and for some of you that know new breed we actually i started the company that way okay i you know i just wanted to build custom compound bows yeah and so uh i'm taking it back to that because i lost a little bit of that touch one-on-one with the consumer who is who i really want to i want to be in touch with the bow hunter you know i want to be in touch with the target shooter and so the we're real excited to say that within the next uh, few weeks, our direct to consumer model will be out and you can go to our website and you can order a bow. And of course, there's going to be some demo programs and some other stuff coming. So let me just say there's some exciting stuff with that. But so you mentioned color chart. So right now our website lists sort of some basic digital patterns that we have, and then we have mossy oak, and then we've got some standard solid colors, but, I think I even sent you guys a bow that's not listed on the website right now because I knew I was headed this direction. Yep. got uh, it. It, it's got the new tan uh solid tan riser with the digital brown limbs. And so and then I think it the string I I think I matched the string to the to the color if I remember right. Um and then the limb stickers. So what I'm getting at is where we're headed is customization. And the cool part about going direct to consumer is I'm going to be able to keep the price point low. So we're going to be at 949, but we're going to give you all this customization where if you go and try to get a bow customized right now and you went through the traditional ways of buying a bow, well, by the time you got finished, you could start with a bow that started at, you know, 899, 949, right there in those ranges that we're going to be at. And what would happen is you'd be twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. So what I'm going to do is give you all the customization you want for one basic price. So I'm not going to, You know, you can pick out your string colors, uh, you can pick out your limb sticker colors, you can pick out your limb colors, your riser color, and we'll build that bow to you. And I'm even at the final stage of this, the medallion where it said BX32, uh, we're going to allow some custom laser there as well. We're still working on that because I want the bow to be branded and make sure people know the name of the brand or the name of the bow. So I'm still working on that. But uh, we're real excited to go direct to consumer. I think if we can buy cars and houses online now without even going to see <laughs> yeah. them, then we can buy a bow. Well, For sure. pretty
2: uh, Kyle, that's huge news. Yeah. You'll be, I think, the very first bow company to actually go direct to consumer. It's Jamie from the BHP Podcast. Wanted to take a moment to thank
1: our awesome sponsors, Hooker Rax Inc., Fanguard Outdoors, Beyond the Here's Crossman, and Stealth Cam. These sponsors are the rock behind our awesome podcast. Make sure
3: and check them out.
2: Hey guys, can't get enough of the Boner Plant Podcast? You need more episodes? Well, check us out on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com slash BHP Podcast to join the Golden Arrow Club and get exclusive access to new episodes every week. And uh, I am more than excited to hear what happens with this and how it it pans out. Mm -hmm. And I I have a feeling you're going to do really well with it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I was going to tell you about, um, that I was going to ask about, um is the new breed following because um it to me um they they're, they're you have a great following of people who who shoot these bows and they're dedicated um and from what i've seen um you're going to be doing just fine with this model because of that i yeah. think they're going to still continue to buy and plus i think they're going to like it i think they're going to yeah. like you know the deal with you and your team directly yeah. um and getting you know and getting these bows direct and, and to be honest um let's face it you know the 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 dealers and stuff have a lot of competition there, yeah. so this gives yep. you that uh, ability to kind of get out and yep. uh, you know get get your get your chances, you know, in an even playing field. I guess yeah. is my point. Uh, and so are you going to have some sort of? Uh, I, I you might not be able to talk about it just yet, but I'm assuming you're going to have some sort of shoot it uh, and you get a refund or something like that if you don't like sure. it because of this, or send them to like a dealer that might be carrying it or something, right? Because I, I think like Tesla, right? Tesla yep. does stuff like that, I think.
1: Yep, so here's here's what we're doing. Uh and it's going to be really it's you know, like you said there there's already some people going direct to consumer so you know, I'm I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm just sort of riding the wheel. And so uh but bow company wise nobody's doing it. So uh what I'm going to wind up doing, we're going to have a demo program. So this is going to be the guy that sort of he's seen your video, he's never really heard a new breed or the lady I need to include that. Or they've seen your video and uh you know, they've never really heard of new breed, but they hear this podcast and they get to thinking about it. And they're like, you know, I just don't know That's, You know, it's to me, that's a major purchase. You know, your bow, your bow is your major purchase. You know, it's yeah. like finding the perfect house or the perfect car. So um, I'll have the demo program for the for the guy that's our gal that's on the fence, you know, that basically they can uh, call in. We'll authorize their credit card. We won't charge it. Technically, we'll just authorize it, sort of hold it like a yeah, hotel room yeah. would. Yeah. And then um, we will ship a bow out and give them 15 days to shoot it and get it back. And in, inside that, the only thing it's going to cost them is their car being held for a little bit. And uh, we'll actually have a shipping label to send it back. So obviously there's going to be a little language in there that it needs to be returned. You know, we don't want some guy taking it all apart or some lady yeah, taking it all yeah, apart, yeah. you know, that it needs to be returned correctly. And, you know, we know there are probably going to be a couple of accidents and we get it, yeah. you know, but you know, for the most part, we're going to be pretty you know trustworthy and probably the people we deal with are going to be trustworthy as well so yeah so we'll have we'll have the demo program but here's the other thing let's say that there's like you guys all right so y'all shot a bow one of your guys uh that hang around you you know come over and shot the bow and they're like man i love this thing i want to go ahead and buy it but i'm still a little on the fence because it wasn't my perfect draw length it wasn't my perfect weight but i'm 90 percent sold that this is the bow i want for this this hunting season or or, our target season So what we're going to do is we will actually go ahead and and it's going to take a little bit of language to know that that's where we are, but, and I'll probably be on the phone with you or one of the, one of our team members will be on the phone with you. And then once we know that this is where we are, what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and build the bow custom for you. Like, let's say you want certain color limbs and risers and strings. We'll go ahead and build that bow and then we'll ship it out, but I'll still give you a uh, 15 day money back guarantee. Okay. So if you totally get it and it's like, well, man, that bow he had shot good, but now it's at twenty—you know, seven inches instead of twenty-nine, and I just don't know. I'm going to give a fifteen-day money-back guarantee on it. I- I feel that strongly that our wow. products oh, are yeah. good. Now, yeah. are you
2: going to be able to do like things like you know? Not, not, now that you're saying all this, I was thinking of other things in my head. Like, wow, they could actually do a discounted area on their website where they might be dis- discontinuing a bow model, but you have access, right? Yeah. You could yep. um, you could do um, you could do ones that maybe someone broke a limb that they broke, it, not your your limb yep. broke, but they broke <laughs> it and you fix it and you sell it as uh, you know uh, whatever the word is where they fix things Ref- and resell refurbished. I mean, there's a lot yep. of options there that you just don't think about plus you could start selling things individually like a cam if someone needs it for service or whatever however that would work um or they send you the bow and you guys put it on but you'd be able to do all that yourself i guess that's not a not a, it's not a bad yep. idea hey real quick you know we didn't talk about this rk1 i just i, I guess what what where did this thing come from I, ne- I never realized you guys had a, a traditional looking bow oh
1: yeah man listen i gotta send you one so just just remind me after we do this uh you know, reach out to me like we've always done and, and remind me to get you one. You got to try it. And then maybe uh, maybe we can talk about it down the road. But we're going to talk about it now. But I just really want you to shoot it to get a feel for it. Okay. So, yeah. the RK1, uh, the cool part about that is by heart, if, if you look me up and do a little bit of background on me, I've, I've been a bow hunter way before I was an engineer. Um, I started at a very young age bowing. The first uh, deer I ever took for the bow was with uh, Recurve. And my dad taught me how to shoot traditional. Now, obviously, I moved into the compound world through tournament archery and obviously wanting to reach out there and get them a little bit more, or be more accurate, and that's where the compound comes in for me. But there's always been a part of me wanting to hit that traditional roots again. And, you know, over the years, I've had some traditional bows, but they've been other brands. And as Newbury grew, I sort of started feeling a little guilty, you know, because I was shooting some other brands. And I don't know. I mean, I, I tried to get over it, but mentally I couldn't. <laughs> And then, uh, I decided I'd get a custom recurve and at the ATA show, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but it's been a couple of years back. I ran into Rick Ellis, uh, over at striker bows, which is a custom bow company. And he was at ATA and he was doing something a little different. He has been direct to consumer and now he's trying to incorporate dealers. And, uh, so I instantly, Alan Connor, one of our shooters, he's, if you look him up, Alan's a, a top pro and now he's a top senior pro. I was telling him my story about my traditional hunt and that I had killed a deer, but I really didn't want to talk about it because, you know, it was another brand bow and I just didn't feel good about it. He was like, man, you need to go over and see Rick and get a custom bow. And So mentally, I said, you know what? It's okay if I shoot a custom bow because it's like people shooting my compound. So I'm giving you the long story to get to this. So Rick and I met. I go over and shoot his bow. I shoot a group of arrows with it that was incredible. I mean, I was blown away uh, that a traditional bow shot that well. And so then uh rick and i talked a little bit and i bought one on the spot and uh come back home and rick had sort of told me when we were sitting it was like man i've just never had the capability to have an aluminum riser bow but i would love to have one in my lineup well i come back and i'm shooting his bow and i can't get it out of my head that man i need to work with this guy i mean he just he makes an incredible bow and i feel like i can bring something to the table since i do the more mechanical side which would be the aluminum side of this so I call up and I get Dusty, his son, on the phone and I said, you think your dad would be serious about sitting down with me and us and talking about this? And he was like, yeah, I think so. So I went to, I instantly drove to Ohio like 12 hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> I pretty well the next day said, I'm going. So I left and we sat down and we talked about a few things. We went through several uh, iterations of the RK1, but this is the way I sell it and I will always sell it. I'm the Carol Shelby to his ford he already had the product you know what i'm <laughs> yeah, saying i yeah. just sort of added my flair to it and then but here's the cool part that i did get to add that i was so adamant about that at first rick wasn't um but i added the new breed grip to that boat.
2: yeah i noticed all. that that's why i asked i was like man i see looks
1: yeah. a lot of similarities here <laughs> yeah and so here's why. here's why i did this man in all honesty i'm a compound hunter you, you know while i'm not gonna shoot traditional all the time and have a compound company you know the compound is my love but i want to shoot tradition i'm an archer you know so i want to shoot traditional and then i want to do a couple hunts but i always had a little bit of a problem going back and forth between traditional and uh um, the compounds just because of the grips you know you got a nice torque free grip on a compound then you go to a sort of wider bulkier your grip because of the wood on a uh traditional bow and so i was allowed by rick he said well let's try it and then when i when I hand it to him, he fell in love. I mean, he was like, okay, now I see what you compound guys are always talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, I'll I'll tell you a quick funny story on that. He grabs a, I think it was a GX2. It was the first year we introduced that. So I go back there and I'm going to teach him. He hadn't shot a compound in like 20 years. First four arrows, he Robin Hood's an arrow. And he's like in total, like, Uh wow, you know, and so I think that sold him on the grip. And I'm like, look, now go grab your traditional bow, this RK1, and see what's happening. So, we incorporated uh, everything that he's had in his bow, plus some flair to ours. But we did keep it. It's not, if if anything out of this conversation and maybe some conversations we have before, I don't just copy somebody or do what everybody else is doing. So the cool part about this aluminum riser is that you can shoot it off the shelf. It's really designed around the traditional hunter. It's not just you know a halfway compound riser that we decided to add some recurve limbs to. You know, yeah, so things cool. It, and it's very lightweight, and so um, yeah. I'm—I definitely make sure I get you one. We'll yeah, get together definitely. on that, and then you maybe you can do a little review for and sure. then we'll talk oh, about. it' looks yeah.
2: great! It looks like a lot of fun. Something I definitely want to show off. Um, all right, Kyle, thanks so much for being on the show. This is huge news, and uh, you guys heard it here first on the Born and Plant Podcast. New Breed Archery is going to be going direct to consumer. When, well, Kyle, when do you guys plan to launch that?
1: We're in the process of trying to get the website, but I have technically soft launched it now. Okay, so just reach out and call me. Just, just call the company, ask for Kyle. If you can't get me, you know, say, Hey, I heard it on the podcast and, um, and I know you're going direct to consumer. We will build you a bow. Also, uh, some things that we'll be talking about but there's definitely going to be a way to incorporate down the road that we could work out that if people are hearing on the podcast they can maybe get a discount from you and we can work something out perfect so, so, Newbury so keep Archery, that in mind.
2: Newburyarchery.com. uh check out these bows if you haven't they're great shooting bows and very well done by kyle, kyle great job honestly oh, yeah. man it's it's really a pleasure talking to you and i'm not done talking to you i'm done talking today but we got to okay. have you back on because I have a lot more questions actually for yeah. you in sure. regards to the industry and just kind of some of the things the industry has moved towards, like split limb and mm-hmm. the weights and things yep. like that. But I can't cover it today because of time. But I do plan to have you back on soon. So let's get back in touch with you after this is kicked off, yep. and we can discuss sure. kind of some of the options, go through the website with you, and and let people walk them through. So uh, thanks okay. for being on the show, man. Greatly appreciate yep. it. And uh, thanks for listening to the BHP podcast. We'll see you next time. I mean, what a great product! How did how did the phase come when you guys uh, started this? Did you get well, how was the feedback? I guess from from consumers, from family, like what was the thoughts on it?
3: What's really funny, so so the knock, so when we released the knock, the knock went super viral on Facebook. There was a a guy that has a has a Facebook page called Love to Hunt, and he he heard about us on Ben O'Brien and Joe Rogan talked about it on their podcast just randomly. We had we had no idea, and uh, and a guy found our um, his name's Blake Manion. He found our our video uh, on our website, and he basically cut it down, condensed it, and and <laughs> it was so funny. He called me and said, he said, "Hey," or he sent me a message, a direct message. He said, "Hey," he said, "I know you don't know me, but I found your guys' site. I took your video, and I chopped it up, and I made about a thirty or forty second version of it, and put it on my Facebook page. And he had a pretty decent following, two or three hundred thousand yeah. at the time. And and uh, <laughs> he said." You might want to hang on a minute, he said, because it's got 15,000 views and 1,700 shares, and it's been up eight minutes. And I was like, uh, okay, is that good? Well, by the next day, it had 7 million views. Wow. And I, I think it wound up with like the, the life of that original post was like 14 million views and 200,000 shares. Like it was really crazy. Jeez. So, so at, the, at that point in time, like we knew we had something. You know, that that consumers really wanted, Um, you know, and then the then the location marker, you know, you kind of ask about the life of that and and how the company we just didn't want to be one dimensional. Like we we, we wanted to have a a real solid outdoor technology company and, you know, we could create a knock and and that was great, but we just felt like there was room for some some other things and there were some things missing. Uh, the location marker was a, a great product that solved a ton of problems with deer stands, trail cameras, blood location markers, hiking, the UTVs, your truck, your keys. I mean, it was endless, and we just knew that that, that problem existed, and there's some other products out there um, that run on a smaller batter, battery in a smaller range that aren't endemic to the outdoors. You know, they're they're basically made for keychains. Yeah. And we're like, why don't we just put a bigger battery in this thing and make the range three times as long as it normally is, and make it functional for outdoors and make it weatherproof? Um, I mean, we've we've taken these things, man. We've frozen them in a block of ice. We've, I mean, you name it. We've we've done everything as far as we can to put them through the rigors. I, I had a guy submerge one the <laughs> other day by accident. Um, he called me and said, hey, he said. Uh, the good news is your location marker is really, really good. He said I've had it buried in water for three days on accident and it's still working. So, you know, we it, we just knew that there was a problem that existed and and there needed to be a solution and we were we were hoping that we could fix it and we might just have. I think you might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so
2: excited to use it this year. Like I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, you know, just the ability to. Um, not in these things, I didn't feel like they're very expensive. What's the price right now?
3: The retail price? Yeah, retail price for is is thirty nine ninety nine for one and one hundred five for a three pack. Yeah, so I, I don't not, feel that's that bad at all, to be honest. Not that's for really what it offers, good. No. Man, not I mean, I you know, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I've I've got I've got them, I've got them in every single you know one of my my briefcases and in my luggage. Um, you know, I, I traveled this morning, I'm actually in California right now and and I've got one and while I'm sitting on a plane and I'm, I'm traveling with my bow case or gun case or, and it's, it's a check bag. I can, I can open the app on my phone, sitting in the seat on the plane and see if my bag made it on the plane. Because <laughs> if I have a location marker inside of my bow case, I can open up my phone and take a look at it and, and bam, I see it on my phone. I know it's right underneath me um <laughs> you need to come up, you know just
0: you need to come up with a clip to hook on a dog
3: collar damn yeah 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 you uh yeah you, you so you certainly can i mean i there's you know man there's just endless things i mean and speaking of pets but you know just kids and safety like i remember whenever i was uh you know i think back now like i think my parents were crazy and my grandparents too because they let me just run around in the woods whenever i was like seven years old until you know, i was out there all day but you know just from a safety standpoint you know kids that hunt teenagers that hunt parents that worry like this is a product that 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 they they absolutely need like yeah. there's no reason that you know there's no reason that they should not have it and because with its last known location feature like once it's opened once it's opened in the app like it it sends a signal and has a last on location feature, so if you're a 15 year old bow hunter in Michigan, and you want to share, you know, you want to share that that with your parents, which obviously makes sense. Uh, your your parents can open up and be like, "Okay, he's sitting in the tree. I know exactly where he's at." It, does that you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah, for that's sure. Great. I also like the idea huh. of
2: adding it for a keychain for your keys because Kevin over here loses keys every five seconds. So <laughs> if you could have a little key oh, yeah. attachment, man, you guys are you guys are on the, like all over the place here. You just lost yeah, well, more money. So you need more R and
3: D. Well, we we have we have some. I uh, I won't get too too much out of the, out of the bag yet because we, we kind of have to have some some stuff. But we do have some stuff in the works. Okay. Uh, we have some stuff in the works on the knock. We have some stuff in the works on our location marker and. You know, we just that that's our, that was always our goal is to begin with with a handful of, of these these first products and then be able to expand the business and have a true bona fide outdoor technology company.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's so different and neat that you know. But the good news, you guys are right at the front end of it. You know, you guys yeah. are the ones bringing this to the market. You're the only ones that have anything like this I've ever seen. Yeah. Um it, it's to me it's just one of those things where you just got to keep you know getting the word out there get people using it and that's that's the biggest thing and uh, I don't I think the sky's the limit with something like this cuz it's just such a such a great idea and very impressive how how you guys got all that stuff that small in there to be honest <laughs> the little microphone yeah. the beeper thing the the light or whatever I mean it's amazing
3: the the biggest question that we get I think a lot of times from people on the knock is you know, obviously does it work but then another question is how, how's it going to fly and and I, that's how i want to i want to ask you guys because you guys went to the gear review and h- how did it fly for you no issues hey, I, no I didn't issues. notice anything i mean, I, I, would didn't, I didn't try it at 80 yards or anything but 2030 it didn't make a difference yeah i mean you know i mean you you add some weight yeah at that, that 60 70 80 yard shot you're you're going to see a little bit you know more downrange but for you know, for guys like like us and and, and guys that that hunt whitetails a lot, and we spend a lot of time, you know, in that twenty and thirty yard key range, like you're you're going to notice basically nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a bullet when it leaves your arrow. I you know, to me, I mean, leaves is, your bow. This
2: is a product that was kind of needed, and I think yeah. you guys saw that as you said earlier. And you know, the thing about it is everybody, everybody I know goes out in the field with an iphone or you know what i mean like yeah. so this is like just genius based on that right you're all everybody has a phone and everybody's using it all the time um so i think it just makes sense and it, it's just uh you know it's it's just a great product honestly like mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to
3: use this in the field like for yeah, hunting i mean just just think for for a couple extra dollars your chances of finding a deer just went up you know, well, maybe I mean, you don't you know, have to go find that, that blood dog and spend three hundred dollars on that. Yeah, and, and I think this? it's important
2: though to note too that you guys have crossbow bolt ones and regular <laughs> arrows. Um, and yeah. you guys have different diameters. So you can select it right on your website to so select your brand and then you know the arrow shaft or whatever. You got sizes up here. So if if you're out there and you're listening, you want to check out Breadcrumb, uh, go to breadcrumbtech.com. Again, breadcrumbtech.com. And there you can uh, go to – you can just click Bluetooth knock and then go. It shows you how this thing works. It comes apart digitally, which is really well done, by the way. Um, It looks great on the website so people can see kind of the components. Um, And then um, in there they have uh, find your size for bolts or for arrows. Um, and you still have, again, here's my thing. If you're going to do this, if you guys are totally going to do it, you need to buy a marker too. Like oh, literally yeah. you'd be crazy not to buy the marker. To me, that's like the, the other thing, like those two pieces of the pie are perfect. If it's me, if I'm going out there and buying this, I'm buying a three pack and I'm buying the marker hands down. Cause you're going to want more than one arrow. I mean, you never know if you have a combo license, like in Michigan, people are shooting two, three deer, whatever, yep. you know?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, they man, look. I, I just I, I go back to the same thing and saying it over and over again is because is, is some people out there are going to say, "My gosh, those are expensive." And well, you know, and and look, I'm they are. It, they're it's a premium product that I won't even begin to talk about how expensive. Just the prototype was to create yeah, because yeah. it's like life changing expensive, way more expensive than we ever thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for dollars for for a knock or a three pack is is one nineteen. Yep, that that is expensive. But how expensive is that animal? Yeah, you, you got you got a three thousand dollar bow. By the time you have it all set up, a lot of guys do. It hats off to the guys that don't. But yeah. a lot of guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of guys, a lot of guys. Cause I'm not knocking you. I'm kind of envious actually, um, <laughs> you know, you, but you got a $3,000 bow, you got $200 set up in your or two or $300 set up in your arrows and your broadhead. I mean, you have a really expensive setup. That yeah. animal is worth it. If, if this product can help you retrieve yeah. it.
2: Well, to me at this price point, you know, it, it's not expensive in my, in my opinion. And I feel like, you know, um, I believe a, a regular lighted knock varies from, uh was it like 19 dollars to 30 dollars like somewhere yes. in there for one so um i don't feel like it's that far-fetched yeah. by any means and on top of it you know people buy expensive stuff they're not you know the yeah. garmin new garmin zero yeah. sight you yeah. know a grand it's got a rangefinder building people are buying those you know what yeah. i mean like they want the latest and greatest yeah. technology and this is that concept and to me you know if you're gonna if you're gonna Use a lighted knock. You'd be crazy not to do this, you know, because it it, it gives you so much more option here. And and you know, yeah. you're still getting a lighted knock. You're still paying for a lighted knock. But yeah. on top of it, now you just got yourself a way to find yeah. your arrow, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least that piece of the arrow, wherever the yeah. knock is, right, wherever it snaps in half or whatever. But uh, right. But real <clears> quickly, <throat> I just want to. I'm going to cover a couple of quick things here in your guys's frequently asked questions because I thought that was pretty interesting. It says, do breadcrumb
3: products need a cell phone signal to work?
2: Now i ask you that question.
3: No, they do, they do not. So they're, they're 100% Bluetooth. The only thing that you need cell phone for is to share data. So if you have a location marker and you open the app on your phone, at that moment, there's instantly going to be a ping and an upload to the cloud that's going to show that last on location with someone that you've shared. Now, if you wander off into no man's land and, and you don't have service, it's going to remember and remain that last place that, that you had service. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, so so to share data, yes. To find your product, your knock, your location marker, no, you do not.
2: Um, the other question is, and this is, I'm kind of making this one up, but I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer because people might not know. Okay. Can I share my home device uh, information with
3: another person? It, unlimited, as many times as you want. Which, what's the advantage it, to that? The advantage to that is uh is, there's so many, but yeah. but the but the biggest one is that you now have the ability, you you now have the ability to let everyone in your camp help you find your arrow. Think and, and if you think about yeah. that and the magnitude of that for a second, it, it is it is life-changing mm-hmm. in the scope of archery hunting. Yeah. Every every one of your friends. If 10 is not enough, if you want to bring 100 in because you're like, it's that important to you, like, look, I need 100 people. I'm sharing this app with you. I'm sharing this knock with you. And we're all 100 of us. We're going out there, and we're going to find it. Like, that's that's, never been done before. Yep. Really cool.
2: All right, Brian. Well, thanks, man, so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Again, breadcrumbtech.com check this thing out this is seriously one of the coolest devices that you're gonna find and also if you haven't seen our video yet we're still uh brandon agreed to give away a couple products so make sure you comment on the video and uh check it out yourself there all the links are there for their product you can get to it that way too and also see us using this thing a little bit and it's just a lot of fun and we're gonna we're gonna work a little bit more with these guys in the later in the year because i want to test this harder in the field and actually on animals so uh, as the fall approaches we'll have more videos where we plan to put out about it just to kind of understand it and all that so brand thanks a lot man we really
3: appreciate it hey guys thank y'all i appreciate you and all your listeners and yeah just check it out and please let us know what you think all right well, thanks for listening
2: to the podcast we'll see you guys next time
0: celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of bow hunter planet